Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're celebrating the work of iconic masala director Manmohan Desai by discussing two films from different points in his career. First up, Shami Kapoor plays a lovable grifter who must stop the greedy prawn from marrying his girlfriend in 1963's Bluffmaster. Then Amitabh Bachchan plays a railway porter who, after being separated from his mother and father as a child, becomes a labor leader in 1983's Coolie. That is how I've decided to sum up what happens in that film. Yeah, that's one of <laughs> six subplots. Uh, before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home to First Nations and Métis people. Uh, we'd also like to put up a bit of a disclaimer on the word coolie, the title of one of the films we are discussing. Uh, this isn't the, the first time this has come up on the show, as we did do an episode on um, the two coolie number ones films. <laughs> coolie number ones. The two coolies numbers ones. Uh, yes. Uh, so coolie does have um, offensive connotations, uh, especially white people using the word. Uh, however, we are obviously not you using. You know us. <laughs> we are not using it in in in, a, in an offensive way. Uh, it's the name of the film. Uh, it refers to um, a job. Yeah, refers. Yes. It, well, it's specifically. Um, I think in the in the West, um, kind of historically, it was used to talk about Chinese people. Yes, and 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 South Asians specifically, kind of laborers to um, diminish the them. Um, yeah. But in this context, the word coolie refers to railway porters uh, yeah. who work in in India. Um, and and when we get to coolies, I'm sure if you haven't seen it before, I'm sure the description already lets you know that it is a very pro labor film. So yeah, it's pretty good too. Yes. Yes. Anyway, uh, thanks for thanks for listening. <laughs> we are very excited to be talking about Manamohan Desai. We've seen a couple of his films before. We loved them, and after seeing Mard, we really realized what a blind spot he was for mm. us. Even though, you know, we were aware of kind of his of his importance in Bollywood, we never really dived into dived into his stuff. I am a bit confused with Rishikesh Mukherjee. Oh, okay. Who I also mean, did a lot of 70s Amitabh movies. Yes, yes. Both directors have worked with Amitabh Bachchan a lot. Um, He's got a lot more relaxed style, I would say, than later Desai films. Yeah, and I'd say, like, you know, both are interested in um, kind of social justice and social issues in their film, but yeah. films, but... Very different tones. <laughs> yeah. Very different tones. So the two we've seen are, uh, but until we went to this episode, are Amar Akbar Anthony, which is probably his most famous and beloved film. Great movie. And Mard. Another great movie. <laughs> yeah. We we thoroughly loved Marge. Uh, haven't spoken to anyone who didn't love it, um, but I, from what I understand, uh, Mard is kind of the start little... of a low point, of the, yeah. of the decline of his career. It could be a little divisive, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you have any do you have any comments about Man Mahendasai before before I give you a bit of background on him? Well, it's interesting. We were watching Bluffmaster, and I was kind of thinking like, this is a little bit of slow plate, slow pace. And you said they hadn't invented masala movies yet. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Because once he <laughs> once masala movies get going, then like he's hitting his stride. Exactly. So, I mean, it's a spoiler alert for what I thought of Bluffmaster, which I did like, but like. 
once the, he, once the genre caught up to him, then then started cooking. Yeah. Uh, so he's a director and a producer known for pioneering the Masala film. His father, Kikubai Desai, was a producer um, as well, uh, mostly of kind of, from what I read, stunt films. So like um, your Fearless Nadia type stuff? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like action stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, you see that come up in Man My Hand Desai films. Um, his brother, Supesh Desai, was also a producer and produced some of Manuel Desai's films. And his son, Ketan Desai, is also a director and producer. And he did Tufan, which we watched. Yes. It's part of the Bachan series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, he commonly used lost and found plots in his films. Which we just talked about with Kismet and uh, uh, the other one, yes. Sangram, last week. Yes. So kind of seeing them in their infancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Amarak Baranthony is the perfect example yeah. of this. It's about... Um, <laughs> Three the, for one. The idea is kind of people, like families who are separated that then need to come together again. And each finds common. a girlfriend that they get married to at the end. Yes. He's known for providing something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's traditional values. There's romance. There's action. There's song and dance. There's religion. Like... It is, it is a full package and There's something... girls wearing leather. And something for everyone, which is very much kind of what Masala films tend to tend to do. They're, yeah. they're trying to hit... It's a four-quadrant four blockbuster. Quadrants. Exactly. Uh, his first film... So I, I saw two different movies cited as his first film, but I'm pretty sure it is 1957's John M. John A.K. Ferry. Because the other film I saw cited as his first film is from 1960. So it would make sense that the one that's older is likely his first film. That is how time works. Yep. (laughs) Um, So his second film, 1960's Chalia, with Raj Kapoor, was his first big success. Uh, The story is loosely based off Dostoevsky's White Knights, which is the same source as Sawaria. Well, hopefully it's better than that. (laughs) The Fence Alley film. Um, And it's about a family that is separated during partition. So you can see that that lost and found um, plot right from the Mm get-go. This is amazing. So due to delays because of the emergency in India, in 1977, he released four films... And at one point, I guess, all of them were in theaters at the same time. Cool. And say so they are Parvarish, Dharambir, Chacha Bhatia, and Amar Akbar Anthony. All of them were hits. It was just like... That's amazing. A banner year for Manuel Desai. We also tried to watch uh, Chacha Bhatia, but... Yeah, we uh, did, yeah. On Z5, the uh, subtitles were doing that thing where they're like a half second too slow, and it was infuriating. So. The image quality was also a bit squishy. Yeah, I mean, I mean Bluffmaster didn't look amazing either, but... Oh, uh, really? Know. I thought Bluffmaster looked pretty good. No, I, there was like some digital artifacting, I think. It looked pretty good for... Um, I mean, for being... For an early 1960s Indian film. Like, yeah. Considering, They're like, not always preserved that well, so it was, like, watchable. Yeah, considering, like, remember the um, print of, like, Dobig Azamen? Yeah. Like, that That looked awful. I mean, we got through it. I yeah. thought... I thought... I think Blackmaster looked pretty good. Um, but, yeah, Chacha Bhatia, it just... There were some options here, but we kind of went with... Something we could see. Yeah, we there. There was 
there were enough options uh, that we knew we wanted to watch Cooley because we tried to watch it for our Batron series and it didn't have subtitles and it's now available with subtitles and the print looked really good. It looked amazing. It looked really good. Yeah. Um, And then there were a lot of other options for another film to watch and so we did kind of prioritize uh, what was easily accessible that also like was an enjoyable experience in terms of subtitles and film quality which we don't always have the luxury on this yeah. show of choosing our films that way so it's actually rented off apple movies so. yeah 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 and um and i'm glad i'm glad we ended up with these two because again we've we've seen amarok for anthony which is probably like very much 70s era mm-hmm. so we have an 80s um and a, 60s. And, and a 60s so i think we kind of hit all the all the eras the good decades yeah uh, so overall, he directed 23 films. Uh, I, and again, I saw another, I saw another article cite 20, but then I counted on IMDb. Then I counted on IMDb, and I'm pretty sure it's 23. Um, eight of which starred Amitabh Bachchan. These include Amar Akbar, Anthony, Suhag, Cooley, and Mart. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wanted to watch Suhag, but um, for some reason we couldn't get it at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to find some reason to shoehorn that in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He passed away in 1994 after falling from a balcony. Now, that's wild. I will say, um, one of the reports I read said he committed suicide. Uh, However, he might have also collapsed and fallen off. His health was failing, and 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 we don't know. But I hard to figure that out after the fact. Yes, exactly. Um. So yeah, I'm. I was really excited to watch more of Desai's films because I loved Amar Akbar Anthony and I loved Mard, and so I mean, I, I thought this Anthony, was gonna be a this. I thought this was gonna be a fun episode. Amar Akbar Anthony might be like the perfect masala movie. Yes. Right, like even Sholay has that stuff with the like the Hitler guy who runs the jail. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cringy. Whereas Amar Akbar Anthony is just. <laughs> Like nonstop hits, always yeah. good. Yeah, it is. I think I think about it often, partly because it's referenced in contemporary Bollywood movies often, mm-hmm. and also just because it's so fun it's and a good, it's so a good story, it's so enjoyable. Good message, yeah. good fight scenes, yeah. good actors, good actresses. Like, what else? What more do you want? Yeah. So, Bluffmaster. Yeah. Came out in 1963, as we said. It's directed by Manmohan Desai. Stars Shami Kapoor, Saira Banu, Pran. Pran. You, you were so excited that this secretly was secretly an episode of the Pran cast. Yeah, so excited that this was a Pran joint. He's young too. You're, and he you're a big looks, Pran head. He kind of looks like uh, I don't know if it's just because we watched uh, Arsenic and Old Lace, but I kind of got like a Peter Lore vibe off of young Pran. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, and. Lolita Power. Yes, and Lolita Power. Um, it has a very simple plot, um, and it's, I don't know, maybe one of the shortest um, movies Man Mohan Desai has ever made, <laughs> um, because all the other ones that we looked at were like a full three hours long, and this one was like two hours and 15. There isn't really like much in the way of subplots. It's no. all kind of just like what Shami's up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in black and white. And yeah, Shami Kapoor plays like a con the man. The titular bus master. He's a con <clears throat> man, but like he's a he's good natured. He's not necessarily like a Robin Hood type, but he's 
He's lovable. He's just trying to. He's just trying to get by. It's kind of like the trailer park boys, I think. Yeah. Like they're doing schemes, but you're also just like, you know what? You can get away with this one. Yeah, yeah. He's lying to his mom, but it's really just because, like, you know, he he's trying to protect her from the truth. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's overall a good guy. He's doing hustles uh, on everyone in his in his colony. <laughs> yeah. He gets a job as a newspaper photographer after stealing a guy's camera. <laughs> and then he crosses paths with Syra Banu. Um, and his, this job doesn't last long because he takes a photo of her and her dad happens to be the head of the newspaper. And he's quickly kind of, <laughs> he's quickly kind of shown the door on that. This but, also, the exact same thing happens in Kool. <laughs> yes, the exact Almost same exactly thing happens the same way. <laughs> with, uh, with another Kapoor. With, yeah. Just the next Kapoor down, and <laughs> same story happens. Uh, but he and Syra Banu have a little thing going. There's a connection. But Prawn is standing in his way. Prawn mm-hmm. is also romancing Syra Banu, but Prawn is not romancing Syra Banu. He Zyra has an Banu ulterior motive. Because, you know, out of love for Syra Banu, he has an ulterior motive. He is greedy and maybe has a drug problem. We were a little concerned about Prawn's cocaine habit. He is constantly sniffing and like rubbing his nose with his finger and like, Prawn, buddy, are you in trouble? (laughs) I felt bad for for Prawn. Blink twice if you need help. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Are you doing too much yayo? It's an affectation that I think is supposed to kind of like get across his like greediness and his sketchiness sketchiness, it also helps in long shots to figure out like where's prawn oh there he is (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's he like really commits to that bit every 30 Um, seconds or so yeah that he's on screen yeah um i think as this movie like when as we started watching this movie it took I wasn't. A while I wasn't really sure if it was going to connect to other Manamohand essay films that we've seen, mm-hmm. and as it went on, you could really start to see the formation of the Manamohand essay signature. Mm-hmm. You could really start to see, like, oh, now they're dressing up as other characters, and um, the kind of the inventiveness with the songs uh it ends with a big fight like on a cliff and it just it as you went along you started to check off the boxes yeah that you expect it's a bit of a slow start from man he likes a lovable rogue though he does yes a common man you again you start to see the importance of um traditional values coming through Mm -hmm. uh he's not the only one but like no he's not the only one but you could just like this is the last one we we watched, and so you know we watched his later stuff before returning before watching one of his earlier films. And at first, again, like I I couldn't see how things connected. And then as the film went on, it was just like, oh, this the, yeah yeah, yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> it totally makes sense that this is from the same um, the same director as Amarak Anthony and Cooley. Yeah. Maybe not Mart. I don't know. Mart is its own thing. Mart is its own planet. <laughs> so what did you think? I, I loved this movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I, uh, it got better as it went along. Yeah. I thought the songs were great. We'll talk about that in a second. Song's one of my favorite parts. Like, in a second. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, after coming off of Mart and Cooley and Amarak Anthony. Like, the camera work and just sort of action photography is a lot more staid. It's like, 
people walking into rooms, people leaving rooms, mm -hmm. people having conversations. But I think this might be more of a budgetary constraint. Yeah. And at one point, Shami Kapoor does the climb on a bunch of guys back to like break the milk thing, the mm -hmm. Govinda thing. Um, and that was pretty well shot. And that's a great scene. Yeah. It's a great song. And that's something you would see nowadays. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, Varun Dewan will do that or mm -hmm. Salman Khan. So, like, it's basically shot the same way, too. They do it in Triple R, I think, or at least they do the climb on top of guys. Yeah. So, like, that's always a visually interesting scene, and they did a good job on that. And it also... Came... And they're really, like, in the street, like... Yeah, and it looked like Shami Kapoor the whole time. There's a lot, like, they do inset shots when he's up there by the... Because mm -hmm. he needs the money to go buy a birthday present. So he's up there trying to get the money. Those are inset shots. So, like, they weren't shooting up right by his face as he was standing on people. But, like, it looked like he actually did it. Mm -hmm. So, like, as it went on, I got more and more impressed. And it, yeah. I think the songs especially were fun. Yeah, I think that's what, like, the thing that initially sold me on this film. So kind of one of the first musical numbers um, is with Syra Banu. And it's very, you know, it's all the, it's the style where, <laughs> how, how long have you been watching Bollywood movies? And I cannot describe this style of song um, where all the women are kind of sitting on a platform. It's the Mughaliasm thing. Yeah, yeah. You see the Mughaliasm. We saw um, a song, like this song with Huma Qureshi in Gangubai. Uh, so it's kind of like a like a battle between two sets of girls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's two groups of women sit seated on stage. And Traditional garb. One's got a one's got a veil on. And Syra Banu is kind of leading one of the groups, and then Shami Kapoor and Drag yeah. is leading the other groups. Yeah. And like I fully name another hero from this time who would be in drag. I fully admit that like men doing like dressing up as women for laughs is a bit eye rolly, but no, this was great. Did not you know. almost never like this isn't like a British movie. No, or some like it hot or something like. It's not, you don't see it often enough in Hindi movies, or at least we haven't, especially, you know, we haven't seen the many 60s ones, but afterwards you don't see it that often. Yeah. It, it's not like Benny Hill or, uh, and, well, and the or thing, Monty Python. Like, it's not played for a laugh so often that it's like a cliche. Yeah. It's actually genuinely surprising. Yeah. And, and like, yes, it's obviously being played for laughs, but he's not like hamming it up. He's not trying to be like super ugly and weird too no he's just kind of like he makes it it's it's a bit like when you watch the kids in the hall dress yes. up as as women like they're it's just, just like just like you're just like oh pretty good at it he makes a, a great woman yeah he, and, he made it work and he's really like getting down kind of like some feminine affectations and it just feels like it, it was great yeah Loved it. Genuine surprise. Very funny. Did not know that uh, I needed Shami Kapoor and Drag in my life. Absolutely loved it. And then, yeah, like just like every every song was a banger. There's this one where um, Shami Kapoor and Sarah Banu are like they're doing their love thing, and then Bron shows up. Yeah, Bron. <laughs> a lot of fun. The one that was they keep going on like dates yeah it's supposed to be him and prawn like her and prawn <laughs> together and then Shami Kapoor just rocks up and takes over the date again yeah it's just like this little like love triangle thing in this song it's great um they're the one that you mentioned that's shot kind of in the street during the festival um where he like is also like writhing around on the ground like like all they're wet. throwing water at him <laughs> like uh, like darty disco uh 
and then and then there's this one in a club near the end where Cyra Ban who's doing kind of like a flamenco thing yeah. um, and like a whip comes out Pran finds a whip on stage and starts like whipping her and which totally connects to kind of the BDSM stuff we've seen definitely in hard and yeah like ah I see I see where this is going uh, yeah I I I really loved this. I thought the the, the songs totally like sold it for me, but they're the big the, draw. Yeah, they're the big draw. The story is fine, but it's got two actors that we really like. It's our well, we like too. And it's got it's got all these like really enjoyable set pieces that, you know, again, I think we see the extension of in in his later films. Should have had Johnny Walker in it though. <laughs> yeah, that would have taken it to four yeah, stars that, for me. That would have that would have that would have pushed it over the edge for you. Yeah, um, I want all my guys. So like, there's a scene Shami where Kapoor is one of my guys now. <laughs> Shami Kapoor dresses up as like his father. He doesn't have a father, but he pretends to be his father so he can try and um, convince Sairabanu's father that you know that they should set up their kids. And, and also, it, like, his father will not be attending the wedding. <laughs> no. He has, he's got a few arguments to get across. Like, I'm very, very busy. I'm fine with your daughter. I will, I'm too busy to go And it's way. just, like, hilarious, you know? Again, well, reminded me just... He's chewing pawn. He's, like, chewing pawn. Yeah. And then his buddy has, like, a spittoon, so he keeps handing the spittoon to him and spitting and then talking and spitting. And it's just like this ridiculous like beard and like mole on his head like yeah. totally reminded me of some of the stuff that, that we love about well, it's like for Anthony. Or Abhishek Bachchan. English, English, English. Just <laughs> yes. someone doing a, a stupid over the top impression that is charming because it's yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah, and so it's just like the film is just kind of taking you from like silly set piece to silly set piece. Um, but it's not it's not without kind of hard Mm -hmm. Uh, again it has it has something for everyone finishes with a big action scene and yeah a long action scene they're like in a fist fight for 10 minutes I'm very interested to see more Shami Kapoor you were telling me that he was called like the Elvis of India he apparently did all his own choreography all his own choreography all his own dancing he has so much charisma he just kind of looks like a like a friendly guy too like I don't know about between him and Ashok Kumar, like, earlier heroes, like, they weren't as, as it's to say, polished, but, like, you know what I mean. Like, he's kind of a chubby guy. Yeah. And that's just his, his charming. Yeah. That's his whole thing. Like, okay, yeah. He, he just seems like a normal dude. He's very likable. Um, and Pran is a perfect villain. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows we love Pran. Perfect villain, perfect anti-hero. Yeah. What can't Pran do? <laughs> So yeah, I like I I don't Fun. know if I have too much um uh, Oh, there's a there's one shot also. Um, there's a there's a um Dutch angle shot. Yeah, you got really excited because there's this one shot where I said, There's the noir we've been looking for because our, our last episode was our November episode. It featured where, no Dutch angles. Yeah, where it's a Dutch angle shot looking like through a fence, so the fence looks like prison bars and like Shami Kapoor running down the street. Um, Being sad. Super noir shot. Uh, I, I I I think this film has a has a good visual style. Where uh, I was yeah. going with that. That shot in particular, but I just think like it's it is. There's a part where it goes on a zipline too. That's kind of fun. Like yeah, I think he just had a lower budget. Oh, for sure. But he's like ma- he's making use of yeah. of everything that he has, and so you can see that when we get to. 70s. Yeah, then, then <laughs> he's gonna do everything. Off. Uh, when I put this into Letterbox, I literally forgot that we watched the remake. <laughs> it's not a 
remake. It's just a film with the same title. How many movies are called Bluffmaster, though? I mean, like, yeah. Well, I'm sure it's knowingly it's using the yeah. same title. But I completely forgot. Or maybe Bluffmaster is a <laughs> idiom, common, a like a saying term. in India that we are unaware of. Maybe, but like... Let us know. It completely blew the original Bluff... The, the new Bluffmaster out of my mind. I, had, I forgot entirely. <laughs> I got it confused with Bunty or Bobbly, which is Well, it was very, the same episode. Similar. But also, yeah, extremely similar premise. Forgot all about it. This one's much better. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so I think that's time too. for interval. Relatively short. Okay, so for interval, uh, we have one of our classic things that we like to see in a Hindi picture. What is that? A drinking song. A song where a sad guy gets drunk, or a happy guy gets drunk. Anyone getting drunk? Or someone claiming that they're not going to drink anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm never drinking again. And here I am drinking. We've heard this refrain in our house too. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is Muje Pina Kashuk Nahi with. Uh, Rishi, another Kapoor. Yeah. Being sad. Yeah. This episode of Bollywood is for Lovers is brought to you by Bloom. Want to get a handle on Edmonton's growing innovation scene? Take a listen to Bloom, Taproot's newest podcast. Each week, hosts Karen Unland and Faiza Ranji will discuss the latest developments in efforts to solve new problems and diversify the economy. Find out who has invented what, who is investing in whom, and what is on the horizon. Find Bloom wherever you listen to podcasts or listen to bloom.taprootedmonton.ca. With PodPower, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a PodPower shout-out to Overdue Finds. Overdue Finds is an Edmonton Public Library podcast. Bryce Crittenden and Carolyn Land host conversations about books, movies, pop culture, music, and other interesting news about Edmonton. It's a great way to learn more about what's happening at EPL and how you can use your library card to access all of EPL's in-person and online services. To listen and find out more about Overdue Finds, head to epl.ca slash podcast. So that was Muja Pinika Shaknahid from Cooley. Stick around past where we normally end the podcast. We talked a lot about the bird in this movie, and you won't you don't want to miss that. Uh, we've reloaded our own beverages, so now that we can talk about <laughs> a song where someone gets sloppy drunk. Uh, but yeah, Cooley, like, what isn't there to say about Cooley? There's there's a lot going on in this movie, and it's an extremely important film in uh, Hindi film history. You, specifically in Amitabh Bachchan's career, yeah. And, like, Indian history, <laughs> just based on what happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was, it came out in 1983, directed by Man Mohan Desai. Features Amitabh Bachchan, Rishi Kapoor, uh, Rati Agnihotri, Shorna Anand, Kader Khan, who also wrote it, which I think we've seen a few movies where he's like the villain and also the writer. Like, he's pretty yeah. good at that. Yeah. Uh, Wahidi Rahman and Amrish Puri, briefly. Yeah, it's pretty much a cameo. Yeah. This is the highest grossing film in 1983. And Amitabh Bachchan was famously injured during an action scene near the end of the movie. He's fighting a bunch of guys in a library. Yeah. 
and and almost fatally injured. They, yeah. they he they thought he was on his deathbed. And you could see like they they freeze frame right as he gets hit, and yeah. he it looked like it hurt. Mm-hmm. And he kind of gets punched in like the appendix, which is sort of well, like he, how Harry Houdini died. He he, missed, he, get, he gets punched and then he jumps over like a cart. Yeah, he missed kind of how he was supposed to land, from what I understand, and so. But the punch looked painful too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and so. As we've read, uh, he after this injury, he ends up in the hospital. He had sepsis or something. They say, and they said he was going to die, and so the whole country was, from what we understand, kind of praying for him to make it through. It was like, luckily, we know he'll never die. So <laughs> yes. That's good. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, that's... So the film kind of like... The film stops and then... Stops and on screen it says, this is where Amitabh Bachchan was injured. <laughs> yeah. And um, even though this looked really great on Z5, it was kind of zoomed in a little bit. So we couldn't read everything it said, but mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, here's where our hero hurt, got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, they changed the ending of the movie. He was supposed yeah. to die. But then we get like four gods working together and bringing him back to life. So <laughs> shout out to God and God and God and God. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. And so it becomes a bit of art imitating life, um, yeah. you know? And so he also <laughs> but you, but you has, can't, has a failed political career, just like in life. So. You can't talk about this film without, I mean, because again, it draws attention to it. Yeah, it's a huge um, asterisk on the film. Yeah, without kind of that um, that moment. It, 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 it both um, had, I'm sure, a huge impact on the box office. Um, but also even on how the story, like how the story of the film goes. Yeah. Because then, you know, it, it changed it totally, the ending. Like, the ending of the movie did seem like it was heading towards him dying, too. Yeah. Just based on everything that happens. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, out of nowhere that <laughs> all the gods teamed up and saved him. But, uh, um, so, Amitabh Bachchan's family, uh, basically there's this evil dick named <laughs> Zafar who wanted Amitabh's mom... Yeah. And uh, he had to go to jail for 10 years. And while he was in jail, Amitabh's mom got married to some other guy who I believe is also the dad in Mard. Oh, okay. Like the dad who adopts him. Oh, okay. I think. I'd have to look that up. But like, he's that sort of guy, right? He reminds me of um, Jackie's dad from uh, that 70s show. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Look at a picture of that guy after. You'll see. Yeah. Um, But... Just like a good-hearted man, uh, he works on a dam, like a hydroelectric dam. And Zafar, in order to steal Amitabh's mom, uh, essentially, like, damages the dam, floods the entire town. Uh, It looks like Amitabh's dad dies. He gets uh, hit by a jet of water, rolls down the river, hits his head. Um, Meanwhile, there's a friend of the family who is also visiting who is, like, really rich. Mm -hmm. And he's had a son who has a sort of, like, black clover birthmark on his foot. Yeah. Uh, He also falls in the river. (laughs) So the son floats away. The wife dies. Yeah, the wife dies. And essentially, the family friend and uh, young Amitabh, who's played by a child at this point, um, have to, like, kind of work together because they're... They're all that the other one has left. Right. So they become coolies. And that's like the first... That's the first 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Mard where there's 
like six <laughs> movies worth of plot. But uh, they become coolies at a train station in Bombay. So then uh, Amitabh grows up and he's Amitabh. Yeah. And you're like, hell yeah. Happy to see my old friend Amitabh again. Uh, over the course of the film, there's a kind of labor strike after uh, Head of the Railways. His son gets in a fight with Amitabh because uh, he beat up a coolie. And then they go on strike. They lie down in front of trains. So that gets sorted in the first 10 minutes. Uh, Amitabh sees a girl on the train just out of nowhere, by the way, and is immediately infatuated with her. Uh, her dad is this railways guy's... No, not dad. It's it's like Bluffmaster again, where it's her uncle mm-hmm. is taking care of her because her dad died mysteriously. Um, he's the railways guy, so Amitabh has to figure out a way to uh, romance this woman without her uncle noticing. Uh, there's another girl who... Uh, okay, this is the part that we're going to get in trouble. Slightly racist, I think, this whole part. Um... I believe her family family is Tamil. She's kind of got, like, weed smoking and uh, drinking problems. There's eventually a reward out to get her. And Amitabh and Rishi Kapoor, who shows up, uh, dress up in what I'm assuming are stereotypes of South Indian people. We don't know. They paint their faces white and dress in what I would say is, like, 70s fashion and big curly hair. So this is the point in the movie where, like, I think this might be racist, but I don't actually have the tools to say why. Yeah. Um, so they uh, have to deal with that. Uh, Rishi Kapoor is sort of like the bluff master, sort yeah. of like his older brother, Shami? Shami's brother? I think Shami's his uncle. His uncle. Yeah, he's, like, also kind of a guy who falls into the newspaper business. He's also an alcoholic. Uh, he gets fired from his news- first newspaper job after taking a picture of the girl and her family sees it and they get embarrassed. Anyway, what it essentially boils down to is Amitabh and Rishi team up as, you know, head of the coolies and um, crusading journalist, I guess, even though he gets fired right away. So he's like unofficial journalist. By the way, Rishi Kapoor's dad, adopted dad, is the evil guy. Yeah. So you know where this is going. Yeah. Well, again, because it's, it's, it's going lost to and a found. lost yeah. and found where Amitabh Bachchan will reunite with his mother and his father. That All three of them, they've been separated and they'll, yeah. they'll reunite. Oh, his mom uh, is struck. She's not able to talk after the incident and Zafar is using electroshock therapy to keep her from remembering things and she's yeah. getting like brain shocked every single day. Yeah. Pretty brutal. Um, I feel like you didn't mention my favorite subplot, um, which is that Rishi Kapoor uh, falls in love with the same girl he was in love with as a child. Oh, yeah, right, right. he doesn't know that it's her, and she's also in love with Rishi Kapoor, but doesn't know that it's him. She's blown up childhood picture, a childhood picture of him, and has pasted it all over her room. Yeah, and so there's there's this great song. Which um, we played. The drinking song, yeah, where, like, they're both looking at photos... And, and drinking and being sad. And running into each other and on the beach. And running into each other, but they don't know it's them. Yeah. And that, like, continues for... It takes almost the, the, whole, the, almost the whole movie before they figure this um, out. That was the part of the movie I cared the most about, just because, I, I don't know, it was very charming. A good drinking song is always fun. Yeah. But, like... And I just, I don't know, I loved the way that Desai was constantly thinking of, like, how to create um, shots where you could, like 
see her and then the picture that Rishi's looking at but yeah. Rishi's not looking at her um, there's a great shot where like she comes out of the picture in yeah the little kid version of her he's got it in his wallet and then like it shoot, it turns into like a life size well life size girl and bigger than life size wallet <laughs> in which she kind of like jumps out of it it's pretty cool it's fun yeah I just I don't know I thought I thought that was a fun uh, subplot running through the film and I think was the thing I cared about was like at what point Arishi Kapoor and his girlfriend going to figure it out. <laughs> but you could see kind of like mission creeps setting in as this movie is now three hours long, has a ton of subplots. Yeah. And, you know, Bluffmaster was pretty focused, whereas this, you know, it's moving from here's a cool thing that happens to another good thing, the cool thing that happens. And I think I kind of just prefer that style more because I'm used to it now. And right. Mark was like that too. And Amor Akbar Anthony, they're like a lost and found narrative with a bunch of other characters and you know two to three romances it's fun i like it's when western movies try and be long or when they are long they don't succeed at doing it well because they either try to like stretch one plot point out to three hours long Mm -hmm. or they just don't know how to pace it yeah, I thought about this recently as we're kind of headed into... Oscar season. Oscar season and the Hollywood movies. I mean, just in general, Hollywood movies have just been getting super long. And, you know, I I see three-hour-long Bollywood movie and I'm like, yep, yeah, give it to me. I want this my item number. Yeah. I want my, my love song. I want some action scenes. I want some, like, heartfelt family drama, like, I'm there, it will breeze by. And then, like, a Hollywood movie is three hours long, and I'm just like, but why? Yeah. But why? Why do we need 50 years (laughs) of this character's life with no, like, sort of comic relief (laughs) person? How can they possibly sustain my interest for three hours? But How is there not an evil villain? Like, I don't know. We, oh, ju- we just watched uh, Glass Onion, for instance. Yeah. That was about two and a half hours long. That was fine. But it succeeds in that there's like 11 sort of weird characters. Then you yeah. need to learn all of them. Maybe more like seven or eight. But like it has enough variety between all these different people and their plots. Yeah. That's how you do it. That Yeah, that was fine. And like I am looking forward to the new Avatar. Um, and I will just get up and go to the washroom if I need to. Because yeah. I have James Cameron's permission. But like... Some of, like, the Marvel stuff, I'm just like, why does this need to be so long? Like, Yeah. But, again, when, when Bollywood does it, I'm like... It's totally fine. It's totally fine. I'm like, because, yeah, it's just, it's the pacing. Um, there's always something to entertain me and to kind of catch my attention. Um, and, it ebbs and flows. And it and, understands that your attention will do so, too. Yeah. But it I never find, it ever ebbs enough that you get legit bored. I find... Man Mohandese films to be maybe not episodic but like they're kind of sketchy it's kind of like yeah. we're gonna set up this situation now here's a costume we could throw this guy yeah, in yeah. now Amitabh is going to pretend to be a statue to fool his girlfriend um, and that's gonna a very be... funny like reuse of the same scene of just like him kind of slow, <laughs> sort of vibrating after having moved and that's like and his like, stone face, like, or it's, maybe it's yeah. just like like these little vignettes where it's just like I feel like we just kind of go from it's kind of picaresque. Yeah, we go from situation to situation, and it all adds up in the end. Yeah. Um, but like you don't try really... and describe everything that happens, though. Impossible. Yeah, and you don't really need to be all that concerned with how all of this stuff ties together. Yeah. Um, you would know from the first five minutes of the movie 
that guy's an evil dick. Yeah. The child will get revenge and the family yeah. unit will be brought together. Also, Rishi Kapoor will show up at some point. Well, exactly. And so it's just like, I don't know, I find them so enjoyable because they just, at every moment in this movie, it is trying to elicit a reaction from me, whether yeah. or not it's like excitement from the action um, or like an emotional response from some of the drama or comedy. Like it's always, it's always swinging for the fences. Yeah. Um, and that's what I really love about. It's trying to put on a show. Yeah. And that's what I really love about Cooley. It's what I love about Emma Rapper Anthony. It's what I love about Mard. And it's what I love about. Mard is even like er verging on self parody of this same thing. Well, I will say that like, um, Man, like Man, My Hand Essay was criticized um, at the end of his career. So Mart is his second last film. His last film, Ganga Janama Saraswati, from what I understand, um, was a pretty big failure. And he was accused of just kind of parodying himself at the end of his career. And so yeah. I, I think we see that in Mard. But well, it's like campy, though. Yeah, I loved it. It's I, fun. I embraced it. <laughs> if you go you in, know? like, I guess if you're going into a late period Manbo Hadesai thinking like, ah, this is the one where he's going to start taking things seriously. Yeah. Maybe don't. I don't know. Like, <laughs> his movies get progressively more ridiculous and more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, like, I had so much fun um and i and i don't think these these films are like they're they're not just silliness you know they no. they have like these nation building qualities to them then that's that's commonly what's talked about with amarak for anthony but you see it here as well with kind of how all of the different um religions and gods kind of you know, there's this sense that they're all chipping in to heal Amitabh Bakchan, and when he comes out at the end, he's wearing all of their symbols. Yeah. Um, and in an era where it feels like there is a lot of religious divide in the world and in India, um, that kind of that kind of image, that kind of statement, um, feels really powerful. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, Kala Patar for the first half of this. Mm, oh, the yeah. The yeah. movie. And, like, in addition to being a romantic comedy, an action movie, you know, all this other stuff, uh, it also has a stirring uh, sentiment of, um, like, labor class rights. and labor rights. Yeah. like Which we also saw in Mard, because, you know, yeah. the movie just stopped to, like, sing a labor song. Yeah, know? and also liberate people from a concentration camp. Yeah. Like, it's totally... The politics are... The average man, basically. Yeah. Like, what are they going to like, and how do we kind of stir them, and who's the real villains? It's a bunch of rich dickheads. Yeah. Uh, there's also an amazing scene um, where... Oh, did we even talk about the revenge that Amitabh Bachchan's girlfriend's trying to get? I was going to say, like, Good. and now how do we work in the leather? Because that's <laughs> where she puts on her sort of terrorist uniform. Yeah, and she's... Because uh, that was a big right. thing in Mard, too. And yeah. uh, not so much in uh, Bluffmaster, apart from the uh, whipping. Yeah, and she's riding a, a motorcycle and then, like stops it and a car goes off and like explodes. No, she has a machine gun. Oh, sorry, I forgot about she the machine shoots the, gun. She shoots sorry, the driver. She shoots the driver, then it goes off and explodes. Amazing. Yeah, beautiful. We watched it, like we rewinded it and watched it a couple times. Yeah. We also rewinded a part where you could see a boom mic. <laughs> that was funny. 
So yeah, uh, big fans of both of these films. Uh, can't wait to watch more. Yeah, I'll happily watch man, more Man Behind yeah. Size. Happily watch more Man Behind Size. Let us know uh, what your favorites are. Uh, Rajat Dixit, one of our listeners, did send us some uh, suggestions for other Man Behind Size films to watch after Mard. Um, so we'll be on the lookout for for some of those. But yeah, we'd love to know kind of yeah. what we should watch next from him and. Um, He's like a consummate entertainer. Yeah, and if, if you're aware of kind of where some of those films are available, let us know. With subs. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this episode. And this is our last episode of the year, Matt. Mm-hmm. We are going to be taking December off uh, to deal with the busyness that is holiday time. Uh, and also to watch a lot of the 2022 movies that have been coming out. Gotta uh, see this werewolf picture. Yeah, really hoping Looks pretty to see Bedia. We, we, already... have, we have seen Phone Boot. Yeah, we caught, we caught Phone Boot. Um, there's some other stuff we're hoping to catch up with. And so our next episode will be in the new year. Mm-hmm. And it will be our 2022 wrap-up episode. Um, so look forward to that. Yeah, tell and us what your faves were for the year. Uh, my fave is probably Phone Boot. <laughs> Apart from Gangabai and a couple others, like it's high up there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to reserve my opinion until yeah. We hopefully see it's things, but. hopefully it's on Amazon before the end of the year because you missed a very important scene in that film. I know, I know. And I'm never going to let you forget it. I know. Um, so have happy holidays if you celebrate. Happy New Year. Uh, and we'll be back. We'll be back in 2023. Yeah. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? At Bollywood Pod on Twitter, even though Twitter is slowly dying. <laughs> uh, we're still there. At Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. You're at Aaron E. Fraser. And uh, I... Tumblr.com. That's, that's still around. Uh, yes. We also have Tumblr. Um, Tumblr.com slash Bollywood is for lovers, right? I think it's Bollywood is for lovers dot... Yeah, you just look it up. You'll find. Yeah, um, and uh, we can also plug that you and I both have Letterbox accounts where we uh, rate and log all the movies that we watch. So if you want to keep up with kind of our um, kind of movie watching movie, as we do, it, yeah, yeah, movie watching as we kind of catch up with some of these 2020 releases or see what we are what we thought of the ones we've already seen, you can look at us up on Letterbox. Yeah, my handle is the, the same. It's Ernie Fraser. I think mine might be no. Uh, underscore, but just check the links. Yeah, uh, you can also see the master list of the show. Right, uh, we have I believe 463 movies on there. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, we've watched a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, please leave us a review and a star rating on your um, podcast app of choice. Uh, if it's not Apple Podcasts, just like shoot us a message that you did so and send us the. Uh, review and we'll read it out on air in the new year. Uh, and then you can collect a Biffle Point. They're great. If it is not a bluff. Nope. These are real. Uh, while you're doing that, you can also subscribe to my other show that I do with Paul Matt, which I could call Trash Art in the Movies. We just did an episode on um, like the darkness in suburbia. And so we discussed Todd Field's Little Children and uh, Peyton Place, the 1950s just a real, melodrama. Just a real laugh riot of those two films. <laughs> yeah. And we want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork. Yeah. Do you know who would never bluff anybody? But Tuffy. Yeah. <laughs> I 
almost said Becca. Becca. I believe Becca. Becca's too. probably pretty legit too. Yeah, I remember she was pretty cool, but yeah, definitely Tuffy. 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 Uh, there was an evil dog in uh, uh, Cooley, though. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about the bird in Cooley. Oh yeah, Alaraka. <laughs> Yes, there's an entire subplot where a bird with magical powers... How did we forget that? I don't know. Hopefully people listen to this part. We're like... Do we yeah. want to record something and cut it in? No, no. No, we should... This, this is a secret for people, for the true heads who listen to every episode all the way through. Uh, we love Amitabh's bird. Um, yeah. I, he scratches a guy's eyes out. Not as good of a sidekick as we have in... As the Mard? animal sidekicks yeah. in Mard, but still pretty good. Yeah. I think Amitabh Bachchan is really, like, a ranger. Like, that is actually his class. You would think it would be cleric or possibly paladin. Yeah. He's actually a ranger because he has helpful animal sidekicks a lot of the time. In the 80s... I can't believe we forgot that damn bird. Yeah. Oh, the raccoon! 